Welcome back, my friends. I have a special treat for you today. I got to sit down and have a conversation with my friend Alicia DeVore, owner of createmygarden.net. You'll get to hear a bit of her journey about how she's used gardening for her physical health and her mental health as a way to connect with her kids, connect with herself, and connect with her food. Through lots of health struggles for herself and her kids, Alicia went from a total gardening noob and killing everything to now being able to create courses and coaching to help you be a successful gardener no matter where you live. I definitely encourage you to go to her website, createmygarden.net, check out all of her programs. She's just an absolutely wonderful person and with so much great knowledge to share with you. And I am really inspired by her to get my hands dirty, get out in the garden, and just start growing stuff. So enjoy this conversation, enjoy her tips for creating a garden for yourself, and check out her website to see all her programs. And while you're listening, listen for a special discount code just for you guys for her course on growing herbs, but not only growing these five specific medicinal herbs, but also how to use them, how to make things like teas and tinctures for yourself. So check it out, enjoy the conversation, let's go. Welcome back to the No Nonsense Wellness Podcast, the place for women who are trying to do all the things and stay healthy, sane, and actually enjoy life in the process. Hey, I'm Tara, a trained therapist, a life coach, a nutrition coach, and a fitness instructor. And I'm on a mission to help you take back control of your mind, health, and life. Each week, I'll be cutting through the nonsense and getting real with you. I'll bring you the insight and information you need to take control of your weight and health, find food freedom, and finally break free from the thoughts that are sabotaging you and holding you back. You, my friend, are powerful, and the world needs you to start showing up in a bigger way. It's time to get unstuck and start moving forward. So let's pop in those earbuds, tie up those shoes, let's walk and talk. to have Alicia here with us today on the podcast because I love what you're putting out into the world. I love your message. I love the backstory to what you're doing. And I just love you and your heart and your heart to help other people. If you have not checked out Alicia yet, she's the owner of createmygarden.net. Definitely go to the website and check it out. There's a lot to see there and a lot to learn. And Alicia, I feel like you're just such a giver. Like I check out the website and it's just so chock full of information that you're just giving, 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 giving. I love to be able to give. And I think the stepping stones into giving towards gardening, helping people to realize that maybe they can take one step closer to gardening, making it easier for people. That's what I really, really want. Mm, I love it. And I, your focus over there is about Um, gardening for busy people, gardening for people who don't know what they're doing, gardening for people like me who feel like they kill everything, um, getting your kids involved in gardening, actually all things that I would raise my hand for. (laughs) I love that you cover all the bases. 
I was one of each of those people. So knowing that Mm -hmm. I was the one that killed everything except my kids and knowing that I didn't have any time for gardening and learning how to make special things happen so that I only had to spend 10 minutes in the garden Mm -hmm. has been the game changer for me. And that's what I would love to share with other people. I love it. Why don't, can you tell us a little bit about the concept is like health through gardening and can you give us the backstory on that? Like how did, where'd this come from? Well, I was a public school teacher before having kids. And then I got my master's in education, taught in junior college. And then I had the privilege of having three miracle babies, one by birth that shouldn't have ever happened and two by adoption. Mm -hmm. And through that journey, um, I started homeschooling and my oldest is now 20. So this has been 16 years of homeschooling. Mm -hmm. Um, And I still homeschool my little guy who's 13 with autism. And my kids all had issues, eczema, health issues, things that were happening in their immune systems that were just breaking down. And so when I went through the journey with them, To get healthy, I started cleaning up my own health and my Mm -hmm. own body in that journey. Mm -hmm. And when my oldest was 10 years old, he said, mom, let's start a garden. And I was like, honey, mommy kills everything. (laughs) Mommy doesn't kill you, but mommy kills everything green. (laughs) All plants die around me. (laughs) But hello, looking at this sweet kid who had fostered and adopted with us. Mm -hmm. And all he wanted was a garden. I was like, I'm going to learn how to do this. Mm -hmm. And so my husband built a couple four by four beds in our Los Angeles backyard with no room. And we started a garden that died. And that was the beginning (laughs) of my story. (laughs) The garden that died, but you didn't give up. You kept going. Why? Well, I, I was like, there must be something happening here. And I had no friends that gardened. I had, uh, I mean, you think of 10 years ago, the resources were those really thick books that Mm, had, right, that have Mm -hmm. scientific things in it that you just use as a placeholder or a a, a computer stand. Coffee table book because it had a lot of pretty flowers in it. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And so I I started going to the local nursery and just taking every workshop they had available. And I just started kind of learning a little bit here and there. And soil health was the first thing that I started um, getting introduced to. So mm-hmm. I threw nitrogen out on that soil, had no idea what that was at the time. And then I threw seeds because it was LA and the weather's always pretty mild and everything took off and grew. It was fascinating. And I was completely hooked. I'm like, <laughs> okay, I can do this. Uh huh. So once you get something growing, that's the kind of the, then you get hooked. I hear that a lot. My husband loves to go out in the garden and garden. I it's never been my forte because I'd never felt like I was good at it. I have a lot of stories about how I'm not good at it. You hear that a lot? Oh, totally. I think that's what I hear most. And I think that that stopping point is failure. Like you don't want to fail again. And then you see other people doing it online or on Instagram. And you're like, I definitely can't do this. Um, <laughs> Why I felt is she like so that. good at it? Yeah. I felt like that a lot. And to be able to go out to the garden and say, okay, if something's going to fail or if it's going to live, it doesn't mean I'm okay or not okay. Mm-hmm. It's a space that I don't have to be perfect. It's a Can space you talk my- more about that? Cause I know yeah. you used gardening as like a mental health tool and an emotional health tool. Tell us more about that. Well, the garden 
became quickly a place where I would look outside in our tiny little backyard from homeschooling three kids under the age of 10 and my husband working long hours. And we were fostering some other kids at the time too. It was a very heavy space. And I would go outside early in the morning and take my cup of coffee and just sit in the garden. And it was not a very big space. And those moments would just really connect my heart and my soul to the things that Jesus had for me that day and would refresh. And I'd put on a song and just breathe. And I think the cortisol levels that happen within a garden are so soothing. It doesn't have to be blooming and beautiful. It can be completely a mess, but going out with the dirt and going out with plants, it's just something that kind of revives. It really Mm -hmm. does. I think Mm -hmm. when I took away the perfection of needing it to do something for me, then all of a sudden I started realizing it was doing something for me. Ooh, that's good. That's good. Wait, I feel like I could apply that to a lot of things in life. (laughs) If I give up the perfection of what I think it should be doing for me, Mm -hmm. I realize it actually is already doing a lot for me. Ooh, I felt that. That Mm -hmm. was good. So you were using it as a way to connect with your son. You were using it as a way to connect with yourself and with God and with what his plans were for you in life. You were using it as a way uh, to also maybe connect with the gardening itself and learning that skill and overcoming obstacles, all the things that come with it. Absolutely. And I think the obstacle thing was a huge one. Um, seeing things successful in the garden when I had a really bad day Mm. was such a great feeling. Mm -hmm. Um, and seeing things that failed in the garden, um, and saying, I'm okay. I have a garden and it's not supposed to be perfect is always kind of working on my heart saying and releasing. Mm -hmm. And as a homeschooling mom, I needed to release a lot. Um, (laughs) There is a lot of moms who listen to the show and a lot of homeschool moms who listen to to this show. So we can definitely relate to the idea of like creating a quiet space, even if it's outside in the yard. And I have to say my kids were involved with the growing and the harvesting and that was super fun. And they ate more healthy vegetables. I mean, there's so many benefits Mm -hmm. of the garden that I'm sure we'll talk about, Mm -hmm. but I think the biggest thing for me was that sometimes my kids didn't want to be in the dirt and they left mommy alone. So now when I garden, I live in a much bigger space to garden. We live in Northern California versus Southern California. And my autistic son now goes out with me for 10 Mm -hmm. to 20 minutes out to the garden. And he just stands there and talks and talks and talks. And he talks his heart out because he can, he knows that mommy is listening Uh and mommy is working in the garden. And it's, I can't explain the distractions. I'm paying attention. Yeah. I can't explain it. So when I'm out there by myself, it's beautiful. When I'm out there with one of my kids, one of my kids always finds me in the garden. Mm Mm-hmm. And they come and talk in the garden. Mm-hmm. It's a good, I was just talking with a friend and, and, you know, our kids are getting older and our oldest are getting their license. And she's was saying that she, what she misses the most about her kid is that he's driving himself and she doesn't get to have the car talks anymore. And I was like, oh no, I didn't actually think about that, but maybe I could just transfer them into garden talks instead. Right. <laughs> maybe that That's- could be the space now. Yeah. As a reading specialist, the best time to read 
is when your kids are doing the dishes and you do a read aloud, mm-hmm. even when they're 14, 15, 16, the research okay. behind that is so strong mm-hmm. that you keep connected with the read alouds with your older kids while they're doing yeah. chores. Oh, I and find that reading- for sure is true with my 13 year old. He sits there and fidgets and does whatever while I read to him. He retains way more that way. Mm-hmm. It's so true. So the garden can be the new read aloud. Yeah. The new fidget spinner. Yeah. Oh, even better. <laughs> all that dirt, all the soil. Yeah. Definitely yeah. great sensory. Well, and so I know like just health wise, I don't know if this is something that you've ever looked into, but I do know that when you dig in the dirt and when you uh, get your hands in the dirt. Uh, actually the microbes that are released into the air that you breathe are extremely good for you and good for your gut. Totally. Mm -hmm. There, there are just so many health benefits. Um, I think, um, as I've been teaching this 12 week gardening class to students, I see the parents and the kids start working together maybe for the first time on plans and plants and how things work and how things grow and the miracle of life and putting their hands in the soil with their parents. There's such a connection with that. Mm-hmm. And like I said before, the cortisol levels. So it's been really fun to watch the end of a family's experience of growing a garden in 12 weeks and being able to say, we've done this, you mm-hmm. know, one um, of my, we past- made one of my past students started crying. Cause she's like, wait a minute, we're not going to see you every week. I'm like, yeah, but your garden and your mom will be there and yes, you, got you guys this. are going to keep growing. And it's even better than seeing me. Mm-hmm. You guys get to see something being produced and life happening. Yeah. So. I love it. I love that. What a, what an awesome way to still be able to connect. And, and not even when your kids are younger, like I can see my kids are 15 and 13 and I can 100% see us out there doing that together still and, and it's still having skill. it be a family project. It yeah. is a life skill. It's a very needed life skill. And that could be a whole entire other podcast, quite honestly. <laughs> it should like, be for like a survival <laughs> show of like where right. this world is going. But I agree. <laughs> right. You need to be able to grow your own food. That it's a skill that you need to have. Yeah. Even if it's just a little bit. And even just from a health standpoint, anything that you grow in your own garden is going to be better for you than something that you bought at the store. No, absolutely. And the cost of um, produce right now, the cost of herbs all going up has been skyrocketing where I'm, I'm walking out to my garden right now and grabbing a bowl and cutting leaves and having a salad every day. Mm. Um, having that, can I ask a question then? Cause you're in California. Lucky you I'm in cold, wet, snowy, rainy Washington. That's cloudy all the time for this portion of the year. Do you, how do you help people like us (laughs) who don't have great weather? (laughs) Totally possible. So you do protectors, you do, you're going to have instead of a plant cloth and hoops to protect your produce or your, your plants, when the weather gets under 35 degrees and freezing, Mm -hmm. you're going to go ahead and have plastic. Okay. So like little greenhouses. It's a mini greenhouse over hoops, totally cheap. Mm-hmm. You should see some of my friends in New Jersey and in other places who are growing greens and lettuces and spinaches all, all winter long. Okay. okay. And it is cold there. Okay. So my husband's pretty resourceful. I bet he could whip that up in no time. Yeah. I mean, I, I, that's even though where I live in Northern California, it only gets freezes. Maybe we've had like four freeze nights. 
Mm -hmm. Um, and we will continue to have like maybe four to five a month. That's not very many, but I go ahead and use plant cloth. So for those of your listeners who Mm -hmm. are in a gardening zone where it is, um, 35 degrees and colder then you definitely want plastic over the hoops. Okay. If it's above 35 degrees, you can use plant cloth. If you're like in LA, you don't need anything. You don't need anything. Lucky you. (laughs) But I still use plant cloth. I definitely have it. And I have examples of that on my Instagram too. Okay. Okay. Fantastic. Okay. What other tips can you give us for getting going in some gardening? Well, I have a really great tip and I can't wait to share it with you. Um, I say start simple, right? Start simple. Don't go big. Don't say, okay, build three beds and go for it. Start with the one bed. That's my first tip. Second tip is location. The location Mm. of your future garden needs to be in the sun for six hours or more direct sun during the summer and four to six hours in the fall or the spring. Now this is crucial. And this is probably the number one thing I see with my clients is they've put their garden in the wrong spot. So number one thing is location. I look for a location, location, location. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) For everything. Um, The second thing is definitely the soil. Uh With your soil, having great organic matter. I always test my soil. I do a soil test. You've already lost me. I don't know how to do that or what that means. So a soil, (laughs) I love it. I love this. This is so much fun. Okay. So I just, um, I buy a kit off of Amazon for like 30 bucks. Okay. And in that little kit, I place a little bit of soil for my different garden beds. I send it in. They give me back a computerized everything of all the nutrients that my soil okay. is missing. Like a blood test, but for your exactly. soil. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. And then they tell you where to find it if you want to go organic or if you don't, if you want to do synthesized stuff. Um, I like organic because that's what I'm going to be eating and putting yeah. in my body. Yeah. Um, the third part of, I call it the simple gardening method. And that's what I teach through each of my, of my courses. Okay. So location first, number two, soil. Number three is watering, being consistent. Mm -hmm. Um, if you can possibly get a watering system Mm -hmm. out with a timer, best thing ever, but no matter what being consistent. Um, and the fourth part is, um, definitely the timing of the plants, to your temperature. And I think this is the biggest key and the biggest help, um, for anyone who's starting out gardening and probably the biggest frustration. Mm -hmm. I had a family that, um, said, we're going to plant a tomato plant and it was fall in Sacramento. And I was like, you guys don't want to plant a tomato plant. And they went ahead and (laughs) don't set yourself up for failure. (laughs) No, tomatoes only like to live in 65 to 85 degrees. Mm -hmm. So what you need to know is what your highest temperature is of the month and what your lowest average temperature is of every month. And, um, I have lists on my website that give you planting plans that tell you the different vegetables that go with those average temperatures. So taking a quick look, yeah. Yeah. Then you can always be successful. Like seriously, if you're putting the right stuff in the ground at the right time, because for the season that it likes, that's right. Oh, see, I don't know anything about that. I could definitely, I need that. (laughs) I have one more um, amazing tip for beginners here. So I always start with herbs when I'm teaching because herbs are so forgiving. And if you forget Mm. to water, they're going to still keep living mostly. And if you have them in a, unsunny spot, 
they still are great and they'll just keep going. Okay. So the herb I would recommend everyone to try for their homeschooling day or their family day or their, their own time of gardening is a mint plant. Oh, so mint. Yeah. Yeah. I can grab, do mint. grab, it likes to live peppermint, any of those yeah. mints. Mint has a real, um, will to survive. <laughs> it does. And <laughs> which the is what I need. And the medicinal properties of mint are like crazy amazing. And I thought, okay, what, you, what are all this. the things that you use your mint for? I just made some mint tea. So I'm drinking that from fresh mint tea. Super easy. And the medicinal properties that come are, they help, it helps with stomach upsets, improves digestion, Mm -hmm. combats the common cold or flu. Mm -hmm. It improves mental awareness, which I'm always wanting for myself. It reduces stress and it promotes healthy hair and skin. That's just a few of the things that you could provide your body by having one mint plant. And you could grow it in your own yard, not even yes. your yard. You could just put it in a pot, right? You I would only, so tip number one. Yeah. Cause it spreads, right? <laughs> only put it in a pot. Yeah. It will spread like, it'll even spread through the holes. Tip number two, pick a huge pot because okay. the roots need the space. And that little okay. pit mint plant may look really tiny. Just pick a big pot. Underground. There's a lot going on. And then go ahead and make sure there's holes in the pot. If like, there's no, like the sides of it or the, the bottom of it, in the bottom, okay. make sure that there's holes. And if there's not holes and it's like a plastic pot pot, you can drill holes in okay. it. Okay. But it needs to let all the water out and it, so that the roots aren't like little soggy, wet socks. Okay. You would hate to wear, right? Okay. You would have a chance to dry out. And once you have that, you've got a mint plant that you can have fresh mint tea and how I make fresh mint tea. Mm-hmm. You want to know? Yes, please. Okay. So I just take off a couple sprigs of mint and um, then I put it in hot water, seep it for 10 minutes. I'll put stevia or honey in it. And then I'll either drink it hot or I'll put ice cubes and have it nice and cold in the summer. My kids love that. So, oh, or even in like make iced tea with that, like fresh mint water that you just yep, made. That's it. You oh, just made right. mint tea. Or like cucumbers and mint or strawberries oh. and mint. You could go crazy. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. And I have read before that mint is good for all of those things that you said, including digestion. So drinking it. Okay. That's the, why, see, this is why I like to talk to people like you because it's so simple, <laughs> but so out of my brain, I would never have thought of doing it or making all of those things. I don't know why it seems obvious. <laughs> I created a course that has five videos with downloads that help you know how to plant five different herbs. And those five different herbs are perennials that will last you. And I've also shown how to do fresh like herb tea or how to dry it and make dried oh herb gosh. tea. So tea. grow the herbs and then actually how to use the thing that you grew. Yes. <gasps> I and love it. Mint is one of those that I share and show more extensively in the course And I'm offering that course to you guys for a very discounted price. Oh, fantastic. How do we get that? So you're going to go on my website and you're going to look for growing herbal, your own herbal tea that will last you a year course and go ahead and put in the code Tara. Yeah. T-A-R-A, Tara, get your discount. Yes, absolutely. Oh my gosh. That is so fun. Thank you for that. First of all. Yeah. Also just, I love 
Because I know you said start small, like don't make it too big. Don't make it too complicated. That seems like the perfect place to start with me and with my kids. And then really creating that connection between here's what I'm growing. And then here's how I actually can use that in my life. Yeah. I love it. For my herb garden, some of the, some, some of the things that I use with my garden is I make my own tinctures. I make my own infused oils. I make all my own teas. Um, so there's such an awesome direction of places and things that you can do. And I don't like complicated. So mm-hmm. for me to do it, I've got probably about 50 different tinctures and I use them in different realms and different reasons. Um, mm-hmm. Actually give a tincture to my little guy to be able to sleep at night. Chamomile. Yeah. Of stuff of chamomile that you grew. Yeah. Oh my gosh. You it know is- what's funny? I have actually bought a bag of like dried cam, right? Like from my naturopath, like duh, Tara, you could have grown that. <laughs> so you can use that to start that would be a great starting space. So you can take the herbs that you grew and then you can make, I, I mean, how many tinctures have I bought from my own natural path? So I that's just, what started my pathway yeah, was my natural path said uh-huh. my little guy needed rosemary tincture um, for a bacteria cleaning out. Uh-huh. And I'm like, I've got rosemary in the backyard. So I looked it up how to make and it. I made my own tincture. And then I started following um, a Christian herbalist. Mm-hmm. who is phenomenal. And so I started taking her courses and learning and it was so simple. I have not stopped mm-hmm. on my own. You know what I love? It's like a, it's like a lost art, this, this growing things and then making things out of that. And I, we've become so reliant on just going to the store and grabbing this or, oh, I can buy this online. But uh, right. I, I don't like to be doom and gloom, but we are sort of in this period of, of time where it would behoove us and be in our best interest to be able to create some of these things ourselves and understand the power of food and the power of these food-based medicines. Every drug that we take is actually a product of a food-based medicine that they've taken the tiny part out of it and made it into a drug. So if we can harness that ourselves from something we actually grew, I mean, wow, amazing. Absolutely. Something that it does when I go outside and I harvest chamomile flowers or I harvest parsley or um, I take a ton of my oregano because I'm going to do dried oregano because I have that stored up for over a year, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, something that happens to my soul is I slow down Mm -hmm. as I'm cutting, as I'm deciding which leaves to take or what flower to pluck, or it slows my whole system down and my heart down. Mm -hmm. And then if I'm drawing those things to use for later, like chamomile tea or, um, uh, usually chamomile tea, then it takes me another set of slowing down to put those things in a drying rack or to set those out in my dry garage, Mm -hmm. or, um, it takes me another moment and then it takes me a moment to gather everything and put it together. And the act of doing all three of those things from harvesting to, um, preserving to storing, it does something for my soul. Mm -hmm. Uh, it, it makes me say I can slow down and I'm worth it and appreciate Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
No one else sees me doing this. This is just for me. But it's not about them. It's just about you. Yeah. 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 It's a great, it's a great healthy space to be in. Oh my gosh. You have in the span of this podcast managed to completely reframe my entire thought about gardening and my capability to do it and the value in doing it. I am, I'm hooked. I'm in. Tell me all the things. (laughs) Well, I am so excited to hear that because that's my heart is to help moms who are super busy to have one step done for them. So the courses that I have on my website are steps that are done for you. It's to make your journey easier. And one way I have that is a 12 week course that I offer as an evergreen that you can buy at any time. It's um, simple gardening methods with kids. And it is on my website at the very top. Um, and it also comes with a zoom component that I would highly, highly recommend. Cause you, so you're like the coach you're coaching us through every week I show up, I have quizzes for the kids out loud. They love to compete with each other and mm-hmm. know the answers to what happened the week before. And it gives parents and kids a chance to have questions that they have mm-hmm. that are coming up. What happens when you see this green thing or my plants are getting holes and I get to share with them exactly mm-hmm. what's going on. And they come back the next week and said, we found that caterpillar. We found what you were talking about. <laughs> so um, I offer that class on in March for okay. the spring garden mm-hmm. and in fall for the fall garden. And I'm also going to be offering classes on out school. So um, I'll be doing different types of classes on out school that all are with gardening. So if that makes it easier for you to help you and your kids get into gardening. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Um, the website, like Tara said, has a lot of different articles and freebies that yeah, kind of can help tools. step you in to what um, it looks like to garden and to do it in a way that's not going to overwhelm you. Mm-hmm. And then please take my offer um, as the gift for the amazing course that I'm putting out um, on growing your own herbal tea for the year. You could save a lot of money if you could grow your own tea and I grow your own that health. Idea. And um, in that course, there are medicinal reasons for using the five herbs that I chose. So mm-hmm. you can get to know and not be overwhelmed, but go in a space that you can have your own tea. And remember the code is Tara. And so check that out. Yeah, um, it's a, your website is createmygarden.net. That's it. And I want, I I know there's a lot of homeschool moms that listen to this show. And as you're thinking about curriculum for your kids, I think this could be a really great addendum to your curriculum. Think of it as biology. Think of it as your science course. What a really awesome way, not only to connect with your kids, but also to enhance their homeschool education. This is something they're not going to get in public school. So if you even do have public school kids, still a great addendum to their education um, because it is a life skill, like you said. And not only is it a life skill, but it's a great way to connect. Um, yeah. In the state standards in California, these life skills of growing things is in absolutely every grade. Mm-hmm. So you can actually hit some major standards by yeah. using this course. I did that on purpose. Yeah. So my kids are in high school. I could use this as an elective. Absolutely. Put it on their high school transcript as an elective. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's a great way to go. And you're teaching them a life skill that will be with them forever that can never be taken away. Yeah. That's so cool. I love it. Yeah. I love what you're doing. I just love it. And you're mm-hmm. the only one I've seen who is doing something like this too, which is so fun. 
I so appreciate being on here because I just would love to reach more people and be able to share those steps into health and to gardening into yeah. finding yourself. I love it. And I hope you're ready because yeah. I think a lot of people are I'm ready. I'm bed. ready. Bring them on. I'm ready. <laughs> oh, Alicia, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate you taking the time to talk with us and sharing your passion and sharing your heart. Um, you're someone who just in our short time of getting to know each other, um, I just appreciate how open and honest and giving you always are. And I know that that will shine through in your courses as well. So again, if you want to get a hold of all of this stuff, createmygarden.net, your code for the herb garden uh, course is Tara, T-A-R-A. All of that will be linked in the show notes. Uh, any last words for us? I am excited to see people being able to garden. In the 1940s, 40% of American families had a garden, a tiny little four by four garden that sustained those families and America through all the wars. Today, the percentage is 0.01% of Americans have gardens. Yeah, And so one of my goals is to see that go up to 40, 50%, Mm -hmm. that we would have self-sustaining homes that would be able to know that they can provide some food every day for their family. Awesome. What an amazing goal. I am here for it. (laughs) Let's do it. Thank you so, so much. I think we'll probably talk to you again. We'll have you back and we'll talk about all the new things you're working on because I'm sure there's more. Oh, that's always great. more. <laughs> that sounds great, Tara. Thank you so awesome. much. Thank you so much. Talk to you soon. Okay, bye-bye. Hey friends, thanks so much for being here. If you found value in today's episode, will you do me a favor and head over to iTunes Find the No Nonsense Wellness Podcast and subscribe and leave me a review. It would mean the world to me and it helps other people find the show. And I'd love to connect with you more. So find me on Instagram. I'm at Tara Fallman, T-A-R-A-F-A-U-L-M-A-N-N. Take a screenshot of this episode and share it in your stories and tag me. I'll see you over there.